Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, we're going to be talking about uh, surviving the holidays. The holidays. Thanksgiving's yeah. coming up. It's right around the corner for those of you yeah. who are uh, in these United States. Yeah. You yeah. Canadians have already done it. Yeah. But these holy days, these high holy days. Yeah, what do, what do we do? What do we do as atheists? How do we handle sticky situations? Yeah, we're going to talk about, yeah, when you have to go to your folks' house, Blech. whatever. I just avoid it outright. Well, why wouldn't you? I, you know, yeah. a well, thousand miles away, it makes it easy. It does make it easy. <laughs> but you don't avoid it all the way. Like, you have fun times with friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do, you know, every year or two, every couple years. Make it home for sure. Usually, I try Thanksgiving. Usually, okay, that's a good one because Christmas is insufferable. Yeah, it's just and because it's it's I have a religious family and it's just it's no good. But Thanksgiving, that's a, that can be a good one. Yeah. Fam. All right. Well, we'll be talking about all those strategies and yeah theories mm. a little later in the show. Yeah. For right now, I'm going to start talking about something that happened in merry old England. Ooh. Our British listeners uh, already know this, of course, oh. but uh, the the Church of England mm-hmm. has been has been sort of teasing us for years now with the idea that maybe women will be allowed to be bishops. Mm. Maybe, yeah, we'll consider it. Yeah, maybe they had a vote. Uh oh, they brought it to a vote. Yeah, thirty people voted against the motion. Okay, four hundred and eighty sh- uh, were present. So. It passed with flying colors. No way. There will be women bishops in the Church of England. No way. C of E. Wow. Well, good for them. Yeah. And apparently there's some... Uh, now, when our longtime listeners, or those who have, who have gone through our back catalog, uh, will know that there was a... That, that, uh, when I was in London, I interviewed the Bishop of London. Yes. Uh, one of the highest higher-ups in the... Uh, in the communion, the Anglican communion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, when I first asked him, what do I call you? He said, well, here you would call me my Lord High Bishop or my Lord my Lord Bishop, I think is what it was. Okay. Uh, but he recognized that he ain't my Lord. So ah. he was like, you can just call me Bishop Richard, <laughs> which I thought was great. <laughs> uh, but... Um, so uh, apparently there is there's a there's a connection somehow between lordship and bishopdom that doesn't always connect up. Like not all the bishops in England are lords, and not all the lords are bishops. Right. That that <laughs> much that much is also true. <laughs> just, congratulations, uh, Lord Sir So and So. You are now a bishop. <laughs> Uh, no. It's a very complicated system, and so it, yes. it, it does warrant sort of you know, <laughs> right. you know, pointing out what may seem to be obvious. Right, right. A lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have you. <laughs> uh, anyway, apparently they will be trying to fast track a couple of ladies to the ladies? house of to uh, lady bishops into the house of lords. <laughs> You're a lady and a lord. Ooh. Oh dear, Ooh. is this possible? So yes, apparently. Uh, it seems likely that there will be a woman sitting in the House of Lords as a bishop by Easter next year. Ah, uh, just such radical change. I, who knows? Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> it 
seems so like like in the context of the world yeah. this seems so tame and so like <laughs> but when you think about other religions you think about catholicism or mormonism or whatever right earth shattering this is an earth shattering moment to to allow women into that Level of the clergy. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. they've been priesting for a while. They've been vicaring right. all, all over the place for yeah. a bit. Yeah. But now they're bishoping. Now I'm, they're they've made it onto the chessboard, ladies and gentlemen. Is Don French gonna come back to you? <laughs> the Bishop of Dibley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you guys don't know the the vicar of Dibley, then you're idiots and you need to watch it. But yeah, it's on the Netflix. You can watch it. it is. There. Anyway, and yeah. I just rewatched them all not too long ago. <laughs> But I yes. didn't realize how few there actually were. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's the Brits. British television—they they, they make a whole what they you know what we would call a season, they call a series, and what we would do when we would do twenty something, they do six. Yeah, yeah, because you're lazy Brits. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. That's yeah. Just the bishop got awkward. The bishop I just felt of Dibley. that get awkward. Oh, okay. So. The the bishop. I like the bishop of Dibley. Bishop of Dibley. That would yeah. be very funny. All right. Um, well, I want to talk about this um, this whole faith healing crap. Mm. Parents who refuse to get their their kids yeah. treated when they get sick and whatnot. Yeah, um, that's not good. No, it's not good at all. Um, there was a recent, um, uh, I guess not. Well, let's see. When did it happen? Um, anyways, uh, fairly recently, a uh, couple up in Oregon mm. um, just got uh, convicted for, um, uh, let's see, first and second degree manslaughter uh, for the death of their daughter. Oh. Um, and it. what's interesting is, and and both those, uh, those carry 10-year mandatory uh, minimum sentences. Wow. Um, and so... What what's interesting is that we've talked about these 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 instances in the in the past, and what really hadn't clicked in my head was um, the fact that the the various different states are handling it, this issue very differently. Right in Oregon, I mean, they th- were able to throw the book at these two. Indeed, but if you go just up north into Idaho, and you don't, you know, you, know, you don't do anything for your your dying kid or just your sick kid mm. um and they end up dying because hey let's face it you can sometimes die from pretty simple things when you're a kid sure um the uh in idaho there's absolutely nothing they won't even they won't even cite you what yeah i was kind of is, was, is there a law specific to this well what it is um yeah they have they specifically in idaho have um an exemption for faith healing um, huh. people, uh, they cannot be, um, they cannot be tried for negligent homicide, uh, manslaughter or capital murder. Jesus Christ. Um, if they just, if they let their kids die because they believe that medical intervention would be wrong. So there's actually five different sort of groupings yeah. of, of states. And Holy I was, crap. I was really, uh, kind of surprised. We call that the Darwin award law. Is that what we <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but um, but it it it's it's really quite interesting. Um, obviously Idaho, uh, we just mentioned it, um, and then it looks like um Iowa, Arkansas, Louisiana, 
uh, I'm just going off of shapes of states here, Ohio <laughs> and West Virginia. Um, they are they all sort of fall into this category of you believe it, you don't do this. Well, we're not going to do anything. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Whereas that's insanity. This couple that uh, I mentioned right at the beginning, um, they're each getting at least ten years. At least ten years. Minimum of ten years. Oregon is on the strict side. Right. The full opposite end of the spectrum. There is no religious exemption. Now you can go into court and argue that. Mm. Right. But but the the you, I don't know if you can argue that specifically, but you can bring up your religious objections right. uh, as part of your defense, because that's what it sounded like mm. this couple had done. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely no religious exemptions for uh, any criminal or civil charges. That's Oregon, Nebraska, um, which North Carolina, Massachusetts, uh, what's nestled in right there? Maryland? Yeah, sure. That looks like Maryland. Um, those have are on that end of it. Where do you think Utah lies? You know, Utah, so obviously everything in Utah is dominated by, um, <clears throat> not but, uh, dominated by Mormonism. Mormonism isn't a, a religion that, that eschews medical intervention. They, no, they welcome it. Yeah. Um, with open arms. Yeah. They, they still pray over people and give blessings and stuff, but they right. don't, when, but, when the doctors heal you, they still give credit to God. Right, but... exactly. It was a miracle <laughs> that they knew how to do that with the scalpels and things. <laughs> Their training worked. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't. I'm, I'm going to guess we're in the middle because uh, because Utah does respect, like to show deference to religion, but they're not. But it's not the kind of place where that happens a lot. Um, we actually are just a step down from Idaho. Uh, we uh, we allow religious exemptions for felony crimes against children, including child endangerment and neglect. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yep. how is that possible? Yep, and we fall in with Washington, Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, that's clearly Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Illinois. I want to say no. Next to Illinois is Indiana. Indiana, that's the one. Um, that looks like Tennessee. Huh. Uh, I'm baffled. Connecticut. I'm baffled by this. Yeah. I wonder... I, I, wow, that's something... That's something that you... I feel like if we got a coalition together and we framed it properly, we could get Utah to, to tighten that up. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Because there's no reason why anybody in Utah should be okay with... Except for the Mormons... The the Mormon majority would have a certain amount of sympathy with their religious neighbors. Well, we've talked about this before. I feel like religions in general have this sort of gentleman's agreement between them, mm. which is that, like, you don't point, point out my crazy bullshit. I don't point out your crazy bullshit. We right. all pretend like we respect each other completely when we all secretly know that everybody else is wrong. And yeah. that's kind of just... How you know that's the nod, 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 wink, wink, nudge, nudge uh-huh. sort of deal that they all have going on, right? So I get that. So, like I say, it would have to be framed properly. It would right. have to be framed by saying, you know, people's children die if we don't take care of them. And to be honest, we'd probably need a high-profile 
story incident. Right. Right. A child would have to die in a pretty spectacular way to tack it on, and, yeah. then, and then get to, a, to get, get, a, get a big outraged. Mormon name, get a huntsman involved. Yeah. Get a get a you know somebody one of those big Mormon names involved, and then who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's the big middle um, mm. states like California, Nevada, uh, Colorado. I won't mention them all. Um, they allow for religious exemptions only in misdemeanor crimes against children, including mm. endangerment and deprivation. And then there's the uh, the almost all the way there uh, states like Montana, Wyoming, Arizona, New Mexico, all you know Utah neighbors. Right. Um, Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Illinois, Kentucky. Huh. Kentucky. Um, they allow no criminal exemptions, but they do allow civil exemptions for medical neglect, uh, which can discourage intervention from child protective services. It's crazy. So, Maybe what needs to happen is that we need to get our friends over at the Satanic Temple involved. And they need to come in and start talking about human sacrifice. <laughs> and just go to Idaho and be like, hey, we're here because we learned that we can do this and not, and we are protected. Oh. And just see what happens. We're not, uh, it's against our religion to feed right. our children. Right. Or, or just be like, yeah, you, you, our religion says that every now and then we've got to sacrifice somebody. <laughs> and we, uh, we feel pretty good about, about our chances here in Idaho. Yeah. So thanks for the laws, Idaho. They'd probably have to actually let a child die, though. Yeah, they can't do that. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. But you know what? Those everybody fears those guys so much yeah. that if they just and they're clever enough, it. they could probably come up with the right angle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that they actually want to espouse the whole human sacrifice thing. No. no. We, need, we need a whole different group for that. Yeah. Baby eating hmm. atheists. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's that's crazy. And yep. uh, if you're in your state and you feel like they're gonna that they have laws like that, you should probably get on board and try and lobby your people. Yeah, I don't this know. is clearly an issue that atheists should care pretty deeply about. Yeah, um, because it's a it's a re- these are ridiculous laws. It's and it's most it's forty five. 44 of the states. Hawaii actually is one of the ones How's, that doesn't know. How so shockingly shitty is it that the same people who are like, you can't have an abortion because that is a human life and you can't do anything to harm a human life. No. And, you know, they'll do, they would do anything. They would jump in front of a bus to stop an abortion. Right. But if a parent is shitty and says, but I prayed and <laughs> Jesus is going to fix my baby. Right. Suddenly it's like, oh, well, sorry, hands off. I, uh, you know, is well, it, wait, is the baby out of your womb? Yeah. Then it's fine. This, and this goes right along with the fact that they're willing to let people, they're, they're fine with the whole pulling the plug idea. Right. Right. Yeah. That, you know, but they're not okay with end of life, like choices right. of, of like when to end your life. Yeah. Like, you know they they have really funky screwy They're fucking hypocrites is what they are yeah but they don't yeah. you, know, you uh, i'm shaking my fist that's what i'm doing <laughs> why i oughta why i oughta <laughs> why i oughta get involved in things yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> well i'm going to take us uh to the vatican where someone from our fair state has recently been been uh for the first time uh, welcomed in an official attendance at the no Vatican. Way. 
Okay. Um, well, I don't know if it's the first time someone from our state has, but the, it's the first time someone from the LDS church has. Really? That's not actually the story. I just, that's that's a way to frame it. From, angle. Yeah, from our, to us, to have uh, Henry Eyring, who's one of the uh, the top Mormon yeah. brass, yeah. be welcomed in as part of a big, a big it's a shindig that, that Pope Frankie's throwing. Really? Um, a clam bake, a three day conference he threw, um, which I don't know if they baked clams. They may have, but <laughs> mostly what they did was they, uh, they talked about marriage yeah. and, uh, and, uh, the traditional marriage marriage. Really? Okay. By the way, if you combine the words traditional and marriage, what you're talking about is screw the gays. Yeah. I don't like gays. That's yeah. what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, so 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 this comes right hmm. on the heels of the Pope uh, demoting Cardinal uh, asshole Burke. Yeah, Burke the jerk. Burke the jerk because he uh, he was uh, he was too conservative and too outspoken about hating on the queers. Right now we got uh, we have this thing. It's the complementarity of man and woman conference. Or I've heard I've seen it actually on in different articles re- referred to in different ways. That's my favorite of them. Oh my god, complementarity! If you ever, this is the only context in which that word is ever used. Yeah. If you hear anybody say the word complementarity, uh-huh. I guarantee you what they're talking about when you boil it down is penises in vaginas. <laughs> That's all they're talking about with that word. No one uses that word for anything else. In what about society? Penises and and uh, anuses. Those are not complementarity. They are not complementary. But they take it further than that. It's not just a. F- they don't. They do take it further. They they, they say that they're you know they talk about the ways that men and women relate and whatnot. Here's and, the, and how they sort of just dove dovetail so lovely, right? Lovely and it's you know, it, it's it's together. See, because if you have a man and another man. Or a woman and another woman, they're not complementing each other. How could they possibly? They're multiplying each other. There's yeah. there's two of the same thing. Yeah, it's not complementary. No, it's uh, the same. Right. So clearly, and that is a terrible thing. It's a horrible thing. Why would you do that? Right. Exactly. That's why, why would you just add more of the same when you could add something that's different and that could, which could is why, which you. is why all of these conservative religious leaders are always telling everyone to marry someone of the opposite race and a different religion. <laughs> of a different because race. Differences because differences in... Complementarity. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. you know? Yeah. No. Uh, so the Popey boy himself actually had this to say uh, about men and women. Popey boy? Yes, I'm going to call him Popey boy. <laughs> okay. He said... just wanted to point that out. Uh-huh. Okay. When a man and a woman celebrate the sacrament of marriage... God is reflected in them. Mm. As, quote, one flesh, they become living icons of God's love in our world, building up the church in unity and fidelity. The image of God is the married couple, not just the man, not just the woman, but both. So God's apparently two people, first of all. Okay. Even though God's three people. Uh, when you boil it, when when you look at when you really when you look at Catholic yeah. uh, teachings, God mm-hmm. is three people, but now He's also two people. Okay, good. And one yeah. of them's a woman, but they're all men. He it's a 
it's a complicated god. One of them's a ghost. I yeah. don't know. I don't even know what that is. He's spooky. <laughs> one of them's spooky. <laughs> one's old. One's young. Yeah. One's a man. One's a woman. But, but no, <laughs> it's always been. There's been like these three male. Right. But I'm just saying that in the new figures. that apparently, a male and a female in coupledom in marriage, are an icon of God. Oh, it's beautiful. The image but of why God couldn't, uh, is the married couple. Why couldn't a, uh, a man and a man achieve the same thing? No! Like, all you have to do is just say it. No! <laughs> like, like, okay, thanks, Popey. Right. <laughs> you figured you it out. It. You Great. figured it out. What's interesting is that, so right wing, so I've, I've looked at a lot of articles about this conference. Okay. Um, this conference is weird because it includes, obviously, if there's a Mormon there, it includes way more than just Catholics. He yeah. brought in evangelical leaders Guys who have been super critical of the Pope. He brought in like a rabbi and a Muslim and imam and stuff. So he's he's bringing everybody in. Okay. And most of these people are people who uh, hate the gays. Yeah. Really well. They do a great job of hating you guys. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's who you go to. Yeah. That's who you want. When your goal is to hate on the gays. Right. You get gay haters. Right. That's what you do. Yeah. That's who you bring in. So they've all been chatting away. (laughs) Now, if you look at uh, conservative websites talking about this, they talk all about how this conference is about the Pope and Catholicism affirming traditional marriage. That's what this is about. Oh, really? Uh, It's about the Pope backing off of all of his crazy forward-thinking queer approval approving ways and getting down and dirty with traditional marriage and they use that quote to mean that if you read the more liberal stuff uh-huh. oh no 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 he's just exploring and expanding and blah 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 this pope is everyone or is everything to everyone he is he's it's a it's he's pulled off something quite amazing <laughs> Well, nobody huh. can quite get a beat on him, yeah. including us. No, that's true. I'll admit to that. Yeah, I don't have a... I don't know. Like, if I had... I, I have my guesses, but I'm not even going to put them out there at this point, because it's just too... Uh, it's not complimentary to his to, to what's happening right now. <laughs> anyway, that's what's happening mm. in Rome. All right. Well, uh, I'm not going to stray too far. Okay. Um, in fact, let's see, um, wait a second. Who was this that said it? It, Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a, I'm going to stick with the Catholics. Okay. Okay. Um, so, oh crap. Bishop Ellen Elizondo. Mm. Bishop Elizondo. Isn't that, don't you just love the sound of that? Is he, is this in, in Italy? No. Oh, uh, this is a Elizondo was maybe I should have read this article a little bit better. Um, <laughs> he's the auxiliary bishop um, of Seattle. Oh, okay. Eusebio Elizondo. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. him. Um, there was a uh, meeting of bishops uh, in Baltimore. Sure. Um, on November 11th. And uh, they uh, while talking, he I mean, I guess he got up and he spoke about the need to address the human tragedies that are 
caused by the current uh, immigration system in, in the U.S. Oh, the tragedies. Um, he says that they um, are the bishops are not trying to pick political sides, um, but they have long worked in support of, quote, humane immigration reform. Okay. Um, so, so far, so okay. So far, so good, right? Um, but then he ties in another issue. Oh, good. As um, you do. And uh, and it, this is really meant to like really sell this, right? Um, and he he's he basically he he says that if you're pro life, you have to be pro immigration reform. Oh, right. Okay, can you draw that line a little better for me? Because <laughs> I'm I'm a little hazy on how that one works. So basically, he gets to the roots of it, and he says something. He basically explains it as um, he that that being pro life is about the 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 church, the Catholic Church, is concerned about the culture, this uh, promoting a culture of life. Mm. You know, they, they talk about culture of death. Yeah, they want to promote culture of life. Right. Oh, right? that's they smart. Firm life. That's smart. I like um, life. I'm a fan of life. And so, life isn't just from conception. <laughs> to natural death okay it's everything that it's all everything we need to be concerned about all we're focusing too much on abortion and uh, and, and people taking you know end of end of life decisions right know? um and so there's a dignity of the human person mm. right and and i would i'm fine with that yeah there Great. are yeah yeah okay and we uh, should be treating people like people. But he uses all of that to say, well, we also need to make sure that we're protecting the dignity of, uh, we need to care about every single person, right? Oh. And so, even, since even immigrants. The, the Mexicans? Even, yeah. They're oh. people, is what he's, is what? What he's arguing. What? Right? How dare immigrants he? Immigrants are people too, <laughs> is basically what he's saying. And so, we need to uh, protect them. Well, you know, he's and making... I'm fine. I'm fine with this. It's a it's a very interest. Like, it's weird that he goes back to if you're against abortion, then you need to be for immigration reform. But it's like he's not making a bad point. Well, I mean, here's I just the thing. Like he's making starting. He's making the connection that I made earlier, which is like if you're so against abortion, mm -hmm. human life is supposed to mean something real to you. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it, it is funny that I, I think a lot of people who are super uber pro-life yeah. are uh, are only pro-life like until that child is actually born. Yeah. And then it's like, fuck you, you're on your own now. Right. I saved you from your mom trying to kill you. Right. In the womb. There's no way I'm going to pay for your health care. Right, exactly. Yeah, Pay for I, your education? No. You're poor? Well, that's your problem. That's how God made you. God put bootstraps on your boots for a reason. <laughs> Pull yourself up. Come on now. Learn some life lessons yeah. about being poor and suffering. Right, exactly. Go ahead and suffer. Go go get that's you some good. suffering. Get God your suffering on. suffering. Yeah. You learn a lot from suffering. Yeah. We know that from uh, Mother Teresa. We know that from a lot of people. And so, we yeah. We know that from three hours of Mormon church every week. <laughs> or rather, we know what suffering feels like, at least. 
<laughs> don't know what the purpose is, but boy, I know how. Uh, it's how a three-hour it meditation suffer. on suffering, <laughs> especially when you're a kid with ADHD. Oh, just, God. just like, bah, let me out! And then once a month, they take something that's already terrible. And they make it even worse by not letting you eat beforehand. Right, exactly. Now you're uh. now, now you're bored and stir crazy and hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, I noticed a thing this week. There were two there was a couple of things that came up. There was a, a video that went very viral oh, yeah? that I didn't bother to bring up here because we had already discussed it, of a woman talking about Monster energy drinks. Oh, now, yeah. You had brought this story up a, a month or two ago of about how uh, people were saying that Monster Energy Drinks has ties to the devil. Yeah, the devil. Yeah, maybe we should play a little Let, bit. Let's of audio play a snippet of that of what she's have of how she presents. Yeah, the exactly. Stuff. Look at your M closely. There's a gap right here in the letter M. It's never connected. So you go into Hebrew. The letter Vav is also the number six. Short top, long tail. Short top, long tail. You could have here in Hebrew, 666 on the can. But my interest is the word monster. What do you see in the O? There's a cross. Okay. What has Christ got to do with an energy drink, let alone the name monster? So I thought, well, maybe this is a Christian company then. BFC at the bottom of the can. Do you know what that stands for? That's the F word. Big can. In fact, they write it on the side of the can. Oh my God. Okay, we can stop it there. That's the F word. <laughs> it's a big fucking can. <laughs> oh my God. So, anyway, she goes through, the, she, she has like. This oh. full presentation thing. She, I, she breaks it all down. I'm sure and we'll, it's clear. We'll throw it up on the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. But it uh, is clear when she's a done. Link to this. There is no denying that Monster Energy Drink <laughs> is satanic. <laughs> she's got some slam dunks that, in there. You, that as good Christians, you should be objecting to it. Right. No, no. Her, her final thing is just something to think about. Well, yeah. Okay. It's just something yeah. to think about, you guys. But it's clear from her. Uh, uh, her delivery, her right. tone of voice, her her full confidence, <laughs> that... and she has visual aids too. She's oh, showing yeah. all this stuff. She's got a can. She's got a box. She's oh, got yeah. a an ad. She's good at it. She's she's got it locked down. <laughs> now, I'm going to also remind you of another story that that we did. Uh, oh. You brought up, I believe, the I think it was last week we were talking okay. about how there were going to be a bunch of Muslims praying in the National Cathedral. Yeah, yeah. And ooh, the hubbub and the oh, furor. Scary. scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. What was the audio we played last week, wasn't it? It was, um, what's his bucket was objecting to oh, it. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, we Brian talked Fisher. about this thing. So the, so the event went forth. Hmm. Uh, there was there there was a thing. And I so I was reading up on it. There was a disruption. <gasps> Some oh my goodness. Some crazy lady... Why, like, right before they're about to pray, just starts hollering about Jesus. Right, Jesus yeah. is our only Lord. Blah blah blah. Matter of fact, let's uh, let's let's play a little clip of the, of that audio. Um, let me explain the call for the prayer. 
the the call for the prayer. So did you recognize that voice at all? <laughs> uh, did I don't know if it uh, it rang any bells for you. Certainly the same Midwestern d- dialect. I saw an image of this woman who was disrupting, and I went, I know her. <laughs> That's Monster Energy Drink Lady. Right. Well, it turns out it is. Uh, a woman named Christine Weick, uh, okay. W-E-I-C-K, um, who has apparently... Uh, gone on a real Jesus kick lately. Uh, and I'm not the only one who noticed. Apparently, and this is sad, Like I, I'm not taking any pleasure in this, but there was a, a whole uh, article about her on Raw Story. Oh, yeah, okay. And apparently she's been uh, going through a rough time lately. Uh, her her husband just left her uh, for uh, because she was being a little too religious-y for his taste. Ooh. And uh, she's been living out of her SUV... Uh, oh, which is, really? Yeah, which is a little... But she's traveling around. That's how she had the freedom to oh, get yeah. to Washington, D.C. Oh. And apparently Jesus uh, and, and Mike Drudge uh, pointed her in that direction. She knew that she was going... She knew that she was supposed to be doing it, by the way, when uh, she did receive a sign from God oh. on, on, on the way to the Capitol. She said, uh, quote, there's, there's this woman stepping out of her vehicle on the side of the road, clapping and giving me two thumbs up. And I'm like, that was the strangest thing. <laughs> the first thing that went through my mind was, that's confirmation. That's my confirmation right there. That's all I needed. Wow. So this lady, uh, yeah, she's, it's funny. I, I guess she feels like she accomplished something. They uh they clearly just went on with their meeting. All she did was uh get escorted. She managed to get escorted out. So and she hollered some. Hmm. Anyway, I I just thought that I'd I'd bring to everyone's attention the fact that uh I I'm going to make her a TGIA woman to watch <laughs> going into <laughs> going into the next little while. Okay. I'm I'm hoping we set see up a, a little uh, news alert. A little Google Dan. news yeah. alert. Sure. I'm hoping we see more of Christine. <laughs> she's a she's a real firecracker that one. Uh, all right. Um well, I'm going to tie in to that just uh slightly. Okay. We're going to keep on with the with the Muslims for just a second. Mm. Um in Austria, uh they are there's a, an attempt um, by the government, or, or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, there, yeah, there's an attempt by the government to amend, uh, the uh, the country's century-old uh, law on Islam. Oh, um, apparently, I did not realize this. Um, the, uh, Austria, which has a population of 8.5 million people, doesn't that seem small to you? Eight point five million for Austria, I probably would have guessed higher. I would have guessed higher. Yeah, that's like that's like New York City. Yeah, yeah. You got the same population as one of our cities. Yeah, Austria. Get your act together. Well, I mean, other European countries, you know, you can count on, I don't know, twenty, thirty million. Sure. Usually, yeah. you know. Um. So, anyways, um, the half a million uh, Muslims. Oh wow, that's a large percentage. That's, yeah, uh, of of Austria's population. Uh, m- I guess most of them tend to be Turkish or Bosnian mm. in origin. Um, 
Well, because of sort of this long history with having a lot of uh, Muslims in, in, in their nation, in 1912, um, after uh, the Austro-Hungarian Empire annexed Bosnia-Herzegovina, mm. um, they, they made a law um, that, uh, that, that, that made Islam an official religion and okay. guaranteed Muslims wide-ranging rights, including religious instruction in public schools. Mm. So, so they they just have so. Anyways, there there have been new needs. They've they've been needing to sort of modernize the law um, because there's certain questions about chaplaincy uh, in hospitals oh, or yeah. in the military, right? So they're they're trying to like figure out some new issues, and so they've they're updating the law. Well, uh, it, while pushing for an update of this law, they they'd also like to ban foreign funding for mosques and imams. Oh. Which That's odd. Isn't that interesting? Is so what's the official reason why they want to do this? Do they uh, do they list one? Do you see one? Um they um well I I guess no. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that they they have a line that they're saying. Um it, I I think I think the the point of the, the point of the original law was was they were trying to answer the question of how to help a minority better integrate into Austrian mm. culture. Sure. And so they were like, well, if they're at the public schools instead of their own schools, they'll integrate better into Austrian life, sure, right? Um, through the generations, they'll sort of become more Austrian, even though they're Muslim, and that's fine. Right? But they they can also be Austrian. I just had a delightful um, image of some guy going out onto a minaret at a mosque and yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm sorry to interrupt what you're saying. Uh, that just popped into my head and made me very very happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, you can go on. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine what that would sound the like. The call to prayer. Horloti, horloti. <laughs> right? Yeah. I like it. I'm all about it. I mean, I can see, here's the thing. I can see why uh, foreign money into Islamic organizations seems a little scary. At this time in our in our world history, yeah, like one thing that all Western countries are kind of wary of is like the influence of foreign Muslims, right, in their country. Like, with five hundred thousand Muslims, they should be able to pay for their own imams, and they should be able to pay for their own mosques. Yeah, right. Like I know that our our big fancy mosque here in Salt Lake, um, I. I'm pretty sure that got a lot of outside funding. They, the, the Muslim community here didn't build that mosque. Right. There's no way they built that mosque. And yeah. so it's like, but, but, but what's interesting is they are, they're, they're definitely singling out the Muslims. Yeah. Because, I mean, a similar argument could be made against the Mormons. Or the Catholics. Or the Catholics. Any religious group. That, that that has a centralized you know structure. Right. I mean, the Mormons are very centralized. The Mormons the, are the Mormons are entirely centralized. The, the, the There's offices, no other church that's yeah. that's quite that. Like 
Salt Lake City pays for the church in Salt Lake City pays for buildings throughout the world and right. temples throughout the world. Right. Right. And so like like but they're singling out the Muslims. And that's where yeah. it gets really dicey in my mind. It's dicey, but again, like I get the impulse. I kind of I you know, if 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 you've got a huge influx of money from Saudi from oh, yeah. you know it's just that's like yeah. well I'm not and, comfortable with that and you know like if 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 you're getting like a a heavy hitting imam who's coming from abroad yeah you know how has that person been you know you know brought into Austrian culture or American culture or right. wherever it is right like that person has has ties to a different place and a different way of life and a different culture that it's kind of, I, I get it. It is scary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and considering how effectively it, uh, ISIS or ISIL or whatever they're calling themselves, considering how effectively they've managed to recruit from countries that they should not be able to recruit from. Absolutely. Yeah. It's scary when they start, when, 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 you know, when you, we start playing with that. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it, though. I still, I mean, there's still this whole, you know, free speech is supposed to work. You know, people, everybody's supposed to say their piece, and then the best ideas are supposed to rise to the top, and the worst ideas are supposed to get thrown out. Yeah, if you're all on a level playing field, which we know doesn't really exist. Yeah, and that's... And the, so the influence of money is, is I mean, we yeah, know. It's that, huge. That money plays a big part in, you know, what opinions actually see the light of day money even. talks yeah and islam walks yeah no. if so if you're you know the the, the what is it the coke brothers yeah or islam or islam <laughs> they're the same it's basically the same thing you've got you know you got your coke brothers you got your islam you got your george soros on the yeah. other side they're yeah. all the yeah. same thing all the same thing exactly the same thing <laughs> Anyway, well, uh, if you guys would like to uh, enlighten us on why it is good and or bad for <laughs> for, for Austria to be denying uh, mm. foreign money to mosques or for anything else about our show, you can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Or try the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist uh, is a good way. If you just want to continue the conversation, the best place to do that is the TGIA Members Only Lounge. That's on Facebook. Search that out. Ask to join. Yep. And, of course, our website is thankgodimatheist.com. Correct. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, this is uh, a miracle. An absolute miracle performed by one Mr. Pat Robertson. Well, we hear about one miracle, and then we get to be witness to other miracles. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Happening right there. A 15-year-old Michael of Madison, Alabama, injured his neck playing a game of touch football. An x-ray was taken at the emergency room. There was a really bad sprain. The pain was quite severe, and he couldn't even turn his head. Michael received some physical therapy and muscle relaxers were also prescribed, yet his neck still remained very stiff. Then, last month, his mother was watching the 700 Club when she heard you, Pat, give a word. There's a neck muscle that's been very painful. You've almost had to carry your head at a different angle because of the pain. Put your hand up there on the neck in the name of Jesus, healing right now. She quickly texted her son at school with the news. He read the text, claimed the word. Immediately, he was healed. 
Now, she saw it, and then they sent the text? Yeah, that's how it's Ooh. healing okay. by social media. All right, now look, folks, here's <laughs> what the Bible says. Now, get this. If two of you will agree on earth as touching anything that they shall lay, as it will be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. God is almighty. There's nothing impossible. He can heal cancer. He can heal leukemia. He can heal arthritis. He can heal any condition you've got in your body. And he made you. He can fix you. And he just said, would you believe me? So right now, would you please join with us? Wendy and I are going to join hands, and we're going to agree together, and I'll ask you to agree with us. Yes, Father, thank you, God. Father, I join hands with my sister in Christ right now, in Jesus' name, in mm. Jesus' name. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Oh, my. Somebody's got a lump. It is a tumor in your abdomen. Put your hand over that area, and that tumor's going down and disappearing. Even as we speak, you'll feel heat in the name of Jesus. Lord God, yes. a, a hacking cough is being healed as a fungus in your lung. The Lord has mm. just burned that out. Mm. Wendy. There's a lady, you've d discovered a lump in your breast, and you're very scared, and the Lord is healing you right now. Just receive that healing. It's not serious. It's not serious. It's not serious. It's just breast cancer. <laughs> it's not serious. The Lord will heal you. The put Lord, your hand there. Put your hand there. And you'll feel it getting smaller. You'll, you'll feel Warmth. Yeah, you'll, yeah, exactly. And then it's getting smaller. Oh, my goodness. Oh. And if, by, ch by chance, you happen to have a lump in your breast and you put your hand over it and it doesn't heal. Oh, that was for somebody else. It was, yeah, th no. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't Clearly. yours. Yeah. Don't, don't try to take other people's healings. <laughs> Why are yeah. you trying to do? Yeah, yeah. Good, good luck to you, though. You're going to yeah. die. It's nice that he can, send, can cast such a wide net. <laughs> Isn't you that? Know, however many people were watching at that moment. Yeah, there's going to be somebody out there with, what, a lump in their... Uh, yeah, and there was something in their stomach, a, right? a tumor, tumor in their abdomen. Jesus, exactly. He, it's Jesus. a miracle. It is a miracle. It's a miracle. Do you remember that show? It's a miracle. No. Oh my God, I love that show. <laughs> oh, this what was, was it? So it was. Um, um, was it like touched by an angel? No, 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 no. It was more like a rescue nine one one meets uh, sort of religion, right? right? Nice. And so the host, who was sort of in William Shatner's place, was played by John Boy from oh. uh, what was that show? The Waltons. The Waltons. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was John Boy. I don't know his name. The the name of that actor. He didn't have one. <laughs> he just goes by John Boy now. And so he sort of you know would they they would do these like reenactments of miracles. Yeah. And uh, and then they would proclaim it. It's a miracle. <laughs> Ta da! And it, every and it was uh amazing it made me laugh <laughs> so hard it was like on pax or whatever that station oh yeah sure, that one? sure one of the christian stations yeah, yeah. oh my god well we got some we're gonna we're gonna com conduct some miracles right now mm, hold, Every, everybody put your hand on your headphones mm -hmm. if you're listening that's right on, on a headphones and now put your other hand on your genitals <laughs> uh we're gonna heal them uh, or it'll just feel good to touch your genitals yeah and that's right. fun and if you happen to be driving in your car, <laughs> just reach out and touch the dashboard. <laughs> and it will heal your car. Yes. We're going to heal your car <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Um, we have some people who wrote into us, a little bit of correspondence. Mm -hmm. um, now, you'll recall that uh, last week 
uh, a kid wrote in and was 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 talking about um, death. Yeah, and and uh, you know, just sort of having some, you know, the one of the scary parts about losing your faith, losing your religion, letting go of that stuff is like. Okay, so but what happens after I die? Right, sort of thing. Well, we had uh, Christian, Kristen, sorry, Kristen, write in, and she said, uh, "I just finished listening to the latest podcast, Burke the Jerk, and wanted to comment on an email that Grant sent. I recently watched the TED a TED talk entitled The Four Stories We Tell Ourselves About Death. It is a short and incredible watch, uh, but I'll start. I'll state the essence of the video here." Basically, the fear of death is an innate and human thing to feel, and the thought of being, quote, swallowed by the void brings on a lot of anxiety and trepidation. However, the fear of death is natural, but not rational, because when we are here, death is not. And when death is here, we are gone. The fear, this fear was also a reason I held on to religion, but when I realized that I will not live to experience death, my life became more my own and less about the unknown. Hmm. It's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how much solace that would give me, but I mean, the, hmm. I am I am grateful that when I die, I, I won't be around for it. Yeah, I you know like the the void. I don't like the idea of it, but I don't. Um, you know, clearly once you're you're dead, you're just dead. The thing I've got a problem with, yeah, is dying dying yeah the process of getting to the void yeah that's the thing to be is, afraid of that's that's the that's the thing that like freaks me out don't be afraid of death be afraid of dying dying yikes Ugh, there's so many ways that you can die <laughs> yeah unsavory ways there are many and almost all like like isn't like there's no like really good way to die except for like the the sort of that one little dying in your sleep old age thing everybody says that i want to go out with a bang <laughs> i want to i want to get hit by a lime green mac truck or something just See, no that doesn't something to me. spectacular yeah jump out of an airplane and don't pull the chute just just have a cool ride down and then slap yeah i don't know, I don't I mean, know. it's unsavory somehow well yeah it'll be bad for the person who has to clean up that's for sure well, there's that too. Although those people are probably already used to it. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> well, we have another jumper. <laughs> yep. All right. Get the scraper. <laughs> um, get the pressure washer. We're gonna need it. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I embrace the void. I embrace the concept of. of I have no problem nothing. with it. Yeah. I have no problem with there me no longer being being yes you know i mean it yeah i don't know I, that's the meditation right the meditation is uh just sitting with the concept of the void yeah but in, but uh, you know if you take some solace in the fact that in in knowing that you know for as long as you're alive you will never be dead the entire time well that's true There's you don't have to ex you don't have to experience being dead no you right. never have to have that experience you just have to experience your mind shutting down and Right. Body failing, and right? All of that kind of fun stuff, <laughs> drooling, and a, a very a lot of unpleasantness. Yeah, you don't have to experience those things, but you might. 
So. Chances are you will. There's going to be some <laughs> sort of... No, I don't want to be like <laughs> negative here, but most likely your death is going to suck. <laughs> is oh. that such a bad thing to acknowledge? No, just be like, you know what? It's true. I don't know. That's not good, though. <sighs> it's not fun, but yeah. No. It's... uh. Go. Get your uh, get 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 practiced at meditating through stuff, because by the time you get old, you're gonna need it. <laughs> Everything's gonna be <laughs> shitty, and you're gonna need to be have a good a good Zen place to go to. Uh, Dominique wrote into us. He said, uh, uh, "You guys mentioned in your most recent e- uh, episode. Now we had talked. Uh, I'm gonna just preface this by saying that we had talked a little bit about afterlifes and uh, how there was no afterlife that we could picture." that we at all enjoyed the thought of. You recall us saying this? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, so Dominic says, uh, Dominic says, uh, you, uh, you mentioned that you couldn't imagine any type of, of an ideal afterlife. I agree that any heaven-esque situation filled with Christians and spent eternally worshiping an egotistical Ugh, god bledge. would be very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but I've often fantasized about how cool it would be to die only to discover that I'd spent the afternoon playing a video game called Life mm. and that I am actually part of a highly evolved c- civilization uh, that implements this incredibly real video game experience regularly in primary education as a means of fostering empathy and understanding for the other. Uh, imagine how much better life, how much better that would be if we had all spent a few hours every afternoon of our childhood finding out what it's like to be an ancient hunter-gatherer, a soldier in the Persian army, a medieval serf, Catholic archbishop, Beethoven, a Nazi youth, Jewish refugee, Islamic suicide bomber, Pat Robertson, and just regular old me. Uh, that, in my humble opinion, would be an ideal afterlife. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, nerd alert. <laughs> Gamer. <laughs> yeah, definitely play, has spent many an afternoon playing some sort of video game. Probably not one that builds empathy. No. Well, um, I, no. I, well, yeah, we don't have a lot of empathy, empathy building games in, in the current uh, climate of gaming. <laughs> yeah, sorry the, i'm sorry to call you a nerd i'm a well, nerd Dan, so the whole time i was just like <laughs> do not say nerd and it's done do not because i was because <laughs> you were th- we were I, oh no I was i'm sorry dominic we were all thinking dominic it. knows he's a nerd yeah that's true <laughs> i think that that's fun in I a wonderful that, way yeah absolutely like, like i love the, the idea right you know waking like you wake up you die well and, and you you, but went you have through to ask yourself about you know, is that then you wake up in another life, or is it just another video game? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh oh, how, how, how many layers deep does this go? That's right. It's it's you know. Inception meets the Matrix. Yeah, meets uh, Pac Man. That's like the next <laughs> big blockbuster movie. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's that's that's it, Dominic. You you you're onto something here. In a world. <laughs> You, you 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 die and immediately oh oh yeah I forgot I was just playing a game that game sucks <laughs> and you're eight years old yeah exactly I wonder I wonder if this would be if this life would like okay so we're picturing this advanced civilization yeah I wonder if this life isn't like 
jail. The equivalent of a, oh, it's yeah. a punishment. <laughs> it's not to teach kids. Well, it's just like to punish people. I, I'm, I'm just going to like get right in there with Dominic for a minute. Just okay. Because I feel yeah. bad because we called him a nerd. Dive in. So, you, you can nerd out with the I'm, best I'm of gonna, them, I'm going to nerd out with you just for a second, Dominic. It's it, it's kind of like that one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> where Picard lives a whole lifetime. <laughs> the, the the probe like takes over his mind and he's like on the deck on the on the bridge right and he's like flopping around they can't sever the tie right right there's a whole life and then he wakes up and he's like oh my what what because he'd long since given up all hope mm. that, that his other life actually existed oh. oh my god it's such a good episode there you go <laughs> uh <laughs> great <laughs> um uh and i so yeah there you go that's that's great uh we also had some uh some donors yeah uh donate to us this week uh we i wanted to thank jacqueline Ooh. jacqueline uh who oh. who is now a monthly subscriber thank you very much and andrew is a uh is is a, a one-time donor thanks a lot for that thank you as well oh, oh and zach wrote in i just a quick quick thing from zach zach said hey guys i'm a diehard fan i just wanted to say how excited i am about adam doing more with the show in the future wonderful what a genuine dude and just a balanced voice to add to the show thanks well, we only brought him on after he had lost that balance. We made sure that he we had rid him of the balance before we brought him on in a more permanent capacity. But uh, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Uh, yeah. We're very much looking forward to it. Yep. As a matter of fact, uh, should we make our our call? Uh, we we were going to we're we're going to start producing fully produced uh, third act segments for you guys yes. and one of the things that we wanted to do was uh put out a call to you guys mm -hmm. to call in to us we're gonna we're gonna produce a thing so the question for you guys is talk to us about your holiday experience this ties in very nicely mm. with what we're about to talk about absolutely yeah um we want to hear about uh what it was like you know if if there's an interesting story now obviously if you're just going to tell us the same story that everybody's going to tell us, um, you might not need to well, call Well, they don't in. know what story everybody's going to tell us. Tell but us your experience. Tell us your experience. Um, so call in to, uh, to our, our number, which is 800-424, not 800, 424, skip the 800 part entirely, and just dial 424-666-8442. Yeah. Uh, leave a voicemail. Remember, there's only three minutes worth of time. Uh, these are capped, so just yeah. uh, maybe maybe jot it down or get an outline going first, so that you, so that you can get it in under the wire, just so that we make sure that we hear what you have to say. Uh, but tell us your story of Christmas growing up, what that was like. Mm -hmm. Tell us your story of Christmas as you were coming, uh, as you were coming to realize that you didn't believe anymore. Yeah. If that's what's interesting to you, or Christmas now. As a as a non believer, what's it what's it like for you? Right. You have to well, and I think that kind of the thing that Adam was looking for specifically was what experience what what was your childhood experience with the ho the holidays mm. that now as an adult you look back on and go what the fuck right yeah if you right. have those that's that's the kind of fun stuff that we're looking <laughs> for like yeah <laughs> for example I thought it was perfectly normal okay. Um, that my mother took down every piece of decoration in the house that was normally up for the whole year. Uh -huh. And I mean everything. <laughs> every picture on the walls, every knickknack that's out. And my mom does not believe in a lot of like 
bare space on walls. Right. Right. So there was a lot of stuff. She takes it down, or she used to take it all down, box it up, <laughs> and then proceed to pull out all the other boxes oh my that were God. marked Christmas and redecorate the entire house. Holy shit. It was Christmas Wonderland that's, in our house. That's intense. Like crazy handmade, you know, like, you know, tufted quilted frames yeah. for like every single picture that we'd ever had on Santa's lap. <laughs> and we were required to sit on Santa's lap every single year for a photo. Nice. Love it. Um, so there were like 30 or 40 pictures on the wall of like the kids on Santa's lap. Right. Um, and just so forth and so on. Amazing. So many music boxes and <laughs> little snow globe, whatever things. Yeah, totally. That's amazing. More holly and garland and oh, just yeah. crap. And everything that we made. Tinsel? Was yours a tinsel house? We would, uh, like for the tree? Yeah, sure. We would we would kind of rotate through. Okay. When I was a kid, we we did the flocked tree one year. Oh, I we see. We did tinsel another. Uh, tinsel wasn't my mom's favorite because there was a lot of cleanup. Yeah. Same with the flock. Tinsel kind of sucks. I mean, the tree is a lot of cleanup anyways. Right, yeah, tinsels, yeah. You find it in july yeah still underneath shit and everything um but that's what i thought was normal and in, <laughs> in retrospect i realized you know and i actually really appreciate it my mom yeah she took you know she made a lot of effort to make the month of december really really special yeah around our house yeah absolutely so, um but i also realized that it was really really unique and people had to think that we were just a little nuts when they would come over like it was unbelievable it was yeah. red green and silver just everywhere everywhere well that there you go if you have stories that are like that if you have a uh, um, memories uh that are positive whatever uh call us up let us know um and we'll we're so and help adam out with uh, with producing that piece absolutely um speaking of the holidays mm-hmm that's what's coming. That is what's coming. That's uh, that's what we're staring down the barrel of right now. Yeah. Um, we're we got Thanksgiving right around the corner. Uh, that's this week, and then uh, and then the holidays. Yeah, and then Christmas. Yeah, it can that's be a tough the, time. It can be like it's. I mean, musically, if nothing else, <laughs> just I just avoid stores. Yeah, because I can't. I, some holiday music is fine with me. But like every major recording artist has a writer in their contract, whether they like Christmas or not, that they have to record a Christmas song, yeah. and they all record the worst Christmas songs ever, and it's uh, and they get played ad nauseum. And there's that Christmas shoes song, get everything. Ugh, it's just yeah. I just want to murder people. Yeah, when I go out during the Christmas season, my most hated Christmas song. Yeah, and it's all over the place. Is Paul McCartney's? Oh. Yeah. Uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It's awful. Dun, 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 yeah. And it's just oh. like it it just gets in my head. In oh fact, yeah. It probably you just, just did that got to us. in my head. You just did that to and us. And it won't leave until sometime in mid January. Oh my god. Why did you do that? <laughs> Why? Now it's in there. I I was I was thinking about the uh what's the one? There's the um do they know it's Christmas time at all? <laughs> what it's is a, that one? Oh, it's a heart it's a it's a heart-rending story oh, about no. about people in other countries 
who don't even know it's Christmas. I have never heard this song. They don't even I've know. I heard it, but I didn't never yeah. paid attention to oh it. Oh my god. It's it, a newer song. Ish. I don't feel like it's that new. When did it come out? I I I don't know. I've pretty much been done with Christmas since I was twenty one. So Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's it's one it was one of the oh, it was a band aid. It was it was it was <gasps> Oh no, uh, really? Yeah, it's oh that's uh, so awful. <laughs> yeah, so it was like okay, so it was it was originally in 1984. Oh, good, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of it. Is that why it's big? <clears throat> well, right now? I I think they've re-recorded it oh, or something. Good. So we'll That's we'll get a new we'll get a new version of it. Oh my god, it's awful. How do I not? Know? I I must know the song. You must know it, huh? Uh, any anyway, I'm not gonna play it. I'm I yeah, I was tempted to say, it. well, yeah, yeah. No, we're not gonna play it, but. Oh, it's so bad. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's a lot of bad out there. Now, there's yeah. a lot of good, too. I enjoy sort of the traditional carols a little, I, I, I will admit. I like the traditional. I'm fine with the traditional carols. Andrea and I just went to, yeah. uh, just went to I, Disneyland. Mm. Uh, and I think this is a bit premature, but there were they have their Christmas carolers out and oh, about at yeah, the okay. at the California Adventure, they had a bell choir. They 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 had a little a little chorus, maybe eight people, yeah. each with uh with two bells. Uh, yeah. and so they would. S- I love that they would play their bells. I love a bell along, choir along with their singing. Oh, and of course that's talent right there. Well, yeah, it's Whoa. Disney. They can pull. They've got, they pull in the good talent. They they put on a show for you. Were they also like river dancing at the same time? Just like they, uh, they, <laughs> they were fire eating and sword swallowing as they did. No, but you know, and and of course, they're pretty careful. So they didn't have any of the real Jesusy Christmas carols. No. They were very careful no to way pick in the manger. The, or no, no, no. Silent night. None of that stuff. It was all you know, sleigh bells ringing and and uh, you know, yeah. holiday cheer and all right, of that right, sort right. of thing. Now I'm actually a sucker for like. The, even the religious-y, the, the, the yeah, hymns. Yeah, of course. The, you were the, raised the, with the, that the Christmas stuff. hymns. They're, there's there's just some nice little songs. And it, I, I don't know. It puts me in a nice place. They're beautiful songs. Yeah. A lot of them. And yeah. they're, you know, and Christmas, I mean, I don't know. I I have happy childhood memories of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so that kind of stuff, I like it. Yeah. It's a little cloying at times to hear everybody talking about Jesus, and you know, my Andrea's family has some has some traditions that are just like okay, you know, we get we all get together, and I love her her family, and we have a great time, and then it's time to bring out the book. Oh no! Yeah, and this is like, and her mom and her aunt have have painstakingly put together these books, these binders for everybody, and they've. It's personalized. They've decorated. Yes, it's each couple gets a book, what? and it's per- personalized, and <clears throat> and then we all read the and all it is is like the nativity story, interspersed with songs that we sing. So we read through. You know, every couple takes turns reading their their page, and then right, and then you sing a, what the song and. Okay. It's it's a little it's a little much That's, and sounds absolutely horrifying. In uh, fact. No, and just it's knowing just that boring. it's coming up, it's just boring. And it's and it and I'm reading stuff and I'm I'm yeah, happy to read. I was bored for religious reasons for far too much of my life. I know that like 
You, no. You can't handle it. No. Not going to be bored because of religion. Yeah. Anymore. But what are you going to do? I mean, you know, it's one of those, I'm going to take up smoking and I'm going to go out and smoke is what I'll do. You should. <laughs> I mean, I got a thing to do, you guys. Sorry. Yeah. I, I uh, they'd know. get used to it. Yeah, they would. They would. And Andrea now, could sit there and. And she would be horrified and mad. <laughs> anyway, the. the, the so, how do we handle these things? You know, people are going to be praying, yeah. and people are going to be... First of all, I'm a big fan of prayers now, of family prayers, because those are the moments when you have your eyes open and you get to look around the room and see who else is disengaged from this moment. Yeah. And we should, like... That's a that's a fun time. Get your finger so far up your nose, and then start <laughs> looking around, right? And then whoever looks... they. It's they can bust up laughing. It, yeah, exactly. Let's see <laughs> see who you can bust. Uh-huh. See who you can crack up during the prayer. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Yeah. The, yeah, that's funny. I that kind of thing is 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 interesting. Uh it's a it's it's a good moment to sort of now with Andrea's family, most of them knowing that there's a non believer amidst them, mm-hmm. amongst them. Yeah. Uh they I think they close their eyes a little extra tight when I'm there just to prove that they're being good just oh, to like cuz right. they know that someone might be looking around. Right. Anyway. Oh no. I don't know, but what do we do? Like I know a lot I have a lot of of friends who can't who 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 don't like it, who don't want to be a part of it, but they want to be a part of their family tradition. Absolutely, yeah. Do we have any options for them? Oh, well, I mean, I guess your options are, let's just go through them. Okay. You could just go along. Just go, which is what just, I do just with, go along with Andrea's with family. Yeah. It's the, 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 whatever little dust up you might cause probably isn't worth it. Yeah. But so you, you could take that approach or you could have that perspective. And technically right? Christmas is kind of their holiday. Yeah. Granted, they usurped it. They stole it from yeah. other, other like, you know, Festival of Light traditions. You could try to reintroduce paganism. <laughs> well, that, you know. that may work with some families. <laughs> you know, I think... But you I, could talk endlessly about how the Christmas tree is actually a pagan. You could point out, like, the, the, the uh, problems with their... You could become that family member. <laughs> you know, actually, uh, this was not a credi- uh, Christian tradition at all. This comes from the celebration of Sam Hain, who... <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, obviously, it's, you know, you could find a whole bunch of true things, although Kirk Cameron would have some things to say about it. Apparently, yeah. his new movie's yeah. all about debunking all of the true yeah. things. He that... says that the pagans <clears throat> stole, it from, stole it from the, the Christians. Christians. Right. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. So, ever. He doesn't know how time works, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 here's the thing. Here's what I've come to. That time of year in the Northern Hemisphere, now you Aussies and you uh, Kiwis that are listening are not going to have this experience, but in the Northern Hemisphere, it's when it's the coldest and it's the darkest yeah, and it sucks. Yeah. Like that's the time of year that sucks the most. You need a festival of lights. It's you right. Need... It's right at the, uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the solstice. Yeah. So you need a festival. You need to have yeah. party time. So one of the things that I do, I, so our friends, uh, Dave and Eric throw a solstice party right and they don't they i mean they they're they're happy to invite everybody Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be a religious thing no they throw their own extra party yeah some of their family members come some don't Mm -hmm. and everything's fine and we light candles and we do 
you know, we do sort of traditions from other parts of the world. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. And this year, I'm hosting a Boxing Day. Indeed you are. Party. Are we going to be boxing things? Um, you you can bring your boxes if you like, and we can. I'll have a box cutter, and you can break it down. Oh, or we could uh, the things, the items that you have received for Christmas. We uh-huh. could uh, uh, box them up and send them back to Amazon. Right. Yeah. I guess. I think that's what we there need to do. There could be box boxes could be involved <laughs> somehow. Americans don't do Boxing Day. I don't no. know. Do our Canadian listeners and and other listeners who do Boxing Day do they know that Americans don't do it? I don't know. Anyway. They probably don't care. They probably do it or not. don't care, yeah. Um, but, um, but I think the idea but so here... The, but it's just... It's perfect. It's basically friend Christmas. It's also, like, not religious anything. Right. You know. But I... I and I love... I love friend Christmas. Fr- a- other atheists getting together, having a good time. I've even sung carols at these... At, at events like that. Why not? Why not? Sing yeah. some songs. Have some nog. Get yourself blasted drunk. Yeah. Because especially in Utah, it's, it's likely that your family, nobody drinks there. Right. So you have to slip in. Maybe spike the spike the punch at your family. <laughs> oh, dear family God. gathering just to see what happens. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, that'd be awful. But uh, for it my money. It's different this year. Yeah. We let Dan and Andrea bring the, the eggnog this year, and it's good, but it tastes weird. Yeah, grandma's sherbet <laughs> punch just tastes a little tastes a little off. The BYU sparkle has an extra <laughs> kick to it. Have you noticed? Um I think it's uh it, that's one I think one I for me I don't mind going to the family stuff especially if I've got a a friend thing event also to go mm. to. So is that kind of your that's what I'm, your that's, pro tip for the I, holidays. I feel like that's where I'm getting to. Is like uh, make you, sure you get the friends in. Make sure you have your non-religious stuff. Right, and then you can write out the religious crap you're gonna yes. somehow get wrangled absolutely. into. Absolutely, absolutely. Make you know have have a, a a day with your friends the week before Christmas where you everybody gets together and makes uh, irreverent ornaments for your tree. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, you know Jesus with a penis or something like that. Just whatever, whatever comes to mind. Yeah, just to take the curse off it. Yeah, and then uh, obviously don't put that on the family tree. But when you go there, then you can think of it there, and it will it'll just take the curse off it. I think for some could do. I don't know. Maybe is this something you've done? Something you've done? Didn't you guys have a, an ornament oh, throwing my, party? My, my roommate, we used to um, do uh, eggs. We'd blow out the yolk uh-huh. from the eggs, right, and decorate them. And then we would decorate them. And she would hit the um, like the craft supply store, and she'd get all sorts of like little doll, like like little doll hats, uh-huh. and little doll hair kits. Oh, sure, and, that's fun. And uh, googly eyes, and weird little arms and legs, and just funny weird little things. And right. then everybody would make. You know, whatever. I mean, we ended up with a Dolly Parton egg, and mm. you know, um, oh, googly just, eyes is a good idea. Yeah. You know what I just realized? What I'm gonna googly eyes up uh, the book. You're the book, uh huh. Andrea and my version of the book. I'm gonna start. Like, Are you in possession of it? No, but I I don't think anybody looks at somebody else's book. I think okay. I'm gonna start like. Throwing stuff in just for Andrea and I. So you're going to bring some a pocket full of self-adhesive googly eyes. Right. And maybe a, a, a marker or a pen or something so that I can draw some funny imagery. 
So that you better hope her mom never gets into it. Oh, I wouldn't do anything that would be that her mom would be horrified Draw a mustache by on the baby Jesus. Right? Yeah, that kind of stuff is the kind of stuff I would do, and she would probably think that was funny. She would. She would think that it was. She would be like, "Oh dear," but she would know it's me, and she would know that. It's... I would stay away from the baby Jesus. <laughs> Just uh, I, I would, I would put googly eyes on the camels. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I, baby Jesus. I, I don't know that. Maybe that's a I good don't idea. Think there's a lot of maybe sense that's of good humor around the baby Jesus. Right. Right. You know, but if Not I put, really, but if I put like mustache on Mary or something, that'd be pretty funny. <sighs> Yeah, Mormons be, don't revere Mary. I think we'll be so okay. You probably, you guys are gonna have to get away with that. You're gonna have to sort this out for yourselves. But you know, <laughs> uh, these, these are these are just we're just spitballing here. Yeah, ways ways to survive. Now, I'll tell you one of the most delightful hol- uh, holiday traditions that's sprung up among my group of friends. Mm. Um, not happening this year, unfortunately. Mm. But uh, I have a couple friends who every year throw a pre-game it's like basically pre-gaming for thanksgiving they put out a spread of alcohol <laughs> like you would not believe you can do there's a bloody mary bar there's mimosas right. there's you know hot toddies yeah you get there in the morning yeah before before you go to your family's house yeah and you you tie one on and then right. off you go to your family's house happy as can be <laughs> I went to that one year. Yeah. I felt really awkward because I was like, the everybody was like, oh, where are you going after this? And I'm like, home to keep drinking. To my house. <laughs> to my house. I will keep drinking. I think that's <laughs> like, great. <laughs> and it was like, oh, well, I have to go to my family's house. <laughs> like, oh, well. Sucks okay, to be sorry. you. <laughs> No, so. I I do I do love that. I I recommend that for all of the holidays. If you if you've got to uh you know, if you've got a whole bunch of friends and and everybody's going to have to break off and go to their their parents' house for Christmas Eve. Yeah. Tie one on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Alcohol may be the key. And if you're in a if you're not a Mormon or a former Mormon, a foreman, mm-hmm. then that may be acceptable at the house. Yeah. Which is a mind-boggling thing for me. Yeah. You know, you go to your, your Catholic parents' house, everybody's tying one on. Yeah. So what's the problem, people? Well, clearly that's not a terrible <laughs> Christmas to go to. No. We're talking a, about... It's a good Christmas. People... Un- Uncle with, so-and-so with... Do it, getting into the inappropriate stuff at some point along the yeah, way. That sounds awful. That's, that's not very good. <laughs> that would be a negative. You to know. booze at family stuff, that's the negative right that's, there. That's the negative. Is you have your 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 touchy feely. Oh, I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking touchy feely. I was thinking more along the lines of he starts saying things that everybody's thinking, but nobody's gonna say. Oh, about you know about cousin Jim. That oh, would, that kid, he's a queer. Uncle oh. Sam, don't don't say um, Uncle Sam's a bad choice. Yeah, that's that was the first really name bad. that comes to your mind, and then that has other references. Um, wouldn't that be you? Uncle Dan, it, Uncle Dan. I need if to, you were at a, a drunken family event, I'm I, pretty sure you would be the one. I think I need to blossom into that uncle. <laughs> I think I've been so careful for so long. I think I need to slowly start com- introducing yeah. uncomfortably awkward Uncle Dan. Yeah, like inappropriate Uncle Dan needs to start showing rearing his head. All you have to do, Dan, is you have a flask. Yes, and you just get it, you keep it going. You keep excusing yourself. <laughs> right, right. And you just get nice and floppy, the family thing. I think that sounds good. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna have to do this. 
I'm, I'm... And then they're like, Andrea, does Dan have a drinking problem? <laughs> is this how he is all the time? Only at Christmas. <laughs> and only here. And only with you guys. <laughs> I kind of like inappropriate Uncle Dan. I'm gonna Not touchy. Again, I'm going to reiterate. No, I don't think you'd be touchy, Uncle not, Dan. I not think that. you would just... Just saying all of the things that... <laughs> all of the horrible things that come to my mind, Uncle Dan... Ah, and that's our pro tip for the holidays. <laughs> for the holidays. Everybody go out there and just uh, release your Uncle Dan. <laughs> uh, if you guys have any pro tips uh, that are actually useful yeah. uh, that you've come across, either call them into our uh, vo- our voicemail because uh, and help Adam out with his piece. Yeah. If they fall into that kind of category. So that's uh, 424 666 TGIA, which is 8442. Yeah, or you can, uh, you, you won't be helping Adam out, but uh, you could email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Right, or uh, or go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist uh, to see what's going on there, or uh, join up the, uh, the members only lounge. And of course, our website is thankgodimatheist.com. Special thanks, of course, to Mackenzie for all the help on Facebook. Yeah, and thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And everybody, have a great Thanksgiving. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>